This show is a part of the podcast network of the Walled Garden Philosophical Society, an international community of philosophers and seekers dedicated to the pursuit of truth, wisdom, virtue, and the divine, wherever they may be found. To find out more, go to thewalledgarden.com. One of Seneca's specialty topics, which he likes to discuss quite often, is that of friendship and of the true meaning of friendship, as well as, you know, some of the tips that he would give us on how to engage in something as important as friendship. And that's what I'm going to be focusing on in today's episode, because I'm reading letter number three on true and false friendship. And this is one that I've visited a few times before, and it's just so rich with beautiful advice on how we should pick a friend and then how we should trust that friend once we have admitted them into our friendship. So I'm going to read you a couple of passages here from this letter, which really stand out to me, and then we can kind of discuss the lessons as we go through. So he says the following, quote, If you would consider any man a friend whom you do not trust as you trust yourself, you are mightily mistaken and you have not sufficiently understood what true friendship means. Indeed, I would have you discuss everything with a friend. But first of all, discuss the man himself. When a friendship is settled, you must trust. Before a friendship is formed, you must pass judgment. Those persons indeed put the cart before the horse and confound their duties, who judge a man after they have made him their friend, instead of making him their friend after they have judged him. Ponder for a long time whether you shall admit a given person into your friendship, but when you have decided to admit him, welcome him with all your heart and soul. Speak as boldly with him as with yourself. End quote. Now, I really love this passage in particular, and I think about it often because it kind of challenges the way that I even see friendship, you know, because for me, I'm a pretty chilled out person and I just like people. And I try to think of everybody as my friend, you know, if we're speaking and, you know, you're cool and I'm cool and and nothing's going down, you know, we're, we're friends, you know, and we can act as if we're friends. However, I think that the kind of friendship that Seneca is talking about here is a far more serious kind of friendship. You know, there's there's a different level of intensity. It's the kind of friendship that you might have with somebody, and I'm sure that you've had somebody like this in your life. I certainly have people like this in my life. It's It's the kind of friendship where you know that you can say absolutely anything that is on your mind to that friend. And you can trust them with that vulnerability. You can trust them with that information, with that, uh, that willingness that you have to share the most intricate personal details of your soul. And this is a version of friendship that is, is much more like, say, the Aristotelian version of friendship. I believe that this idea came from Aristotle, which is that true friendship is almost like the merging of two souls, that you come together and you are one in your friendship. Uh, and, and, And you have to think about that kind of friendship. You know, what is that? That's a deep connection with someone where you genuinely feel as though you can say anything to them that you would say to yourself, you know. And 
in order to admit yourself into that kind of friendship, you have to, as Seneca says here, first judge the person, him or herself. You know, you have to make that personal judgment from yourself of, you know, is this the kind of person who I would feel very comfortable sharing the most intimate details of my life with? And I think that that's a really fair judgment of a truly intimate friendship because it's really hard to be able to share the most vulnerable aspects of your life with somebody. But if you find somebody that you can do that with, it is deeply therapeutic and deeply helpful for your own development as a human being. So, I think that's really fair. First judge the person and then admit them into your intimate circle of friendships where where you can become that one soul together where you would share uh, uh, anything with them. And that's a very therapeutic friendship there. So, anyway, I want to read this next quote from Seneca. It goes the following, quote, Regard him as loyal and you will make him loyal. Some, for example, fearing to be deceived, have taught men to deceive. By their suspicions, they have given their friend the right to do wrong. Why need I keep back any words in the presence of my friend? Why should I not regard myself as alone when in his company? End quote. You know, I really like this idea that once you have judged a friend to be sufficient for your intimate friendship, uh, you should regard that person as loyal because you've already done the judgment. You've already decided, yes, I can trust this person. And now it's time to give them the gift of your trust and to regard them as loyal. And there is a really wise idea here that Seneca says, which is that you regard him as loyal and you will make him loyal. You know, that's like a meta truth of life. You know, that, that is absolutely true. You know that when somebody gives you the gift of their trust, what they're also giving you is a debt to them. You know, they're also placing upon you a duty that you now have to them to show them that you are trustworthy, that you are loyal. And I know I've definitely experienced this in my own life. When somebody really trusts me, you know, I absolutely feel a sense that I now owe them something. I now need to show them that I am actually trustworthy and I can be trusted. I am loyal. And it's not as if I wouldn't have tried to be trustworthy or tried to be loyal or or honest with them before they had shown their full trust. But it's just that There's a certain increase in intensity of those feelings within me that I need to give them something in return. And I think that that is absolutely the case with our intimate friendships. You know, when when you really share the vulnerability that is within you, when you really share yourself with somebody, you know, that takes the relationship to a completely different level. And I've absolutely noticed in my life that as I become more vulnerable with people, as I share more of myself with with the people who are close to me, they in turn feel comfortable to share more of themselves with me, you know, to be vulnerable with me. And 
as you build that kind of relationship, there's kind of a thing going on where, you know, I trust you and because of that, you trust me and because of that, I trust you and because of that, you trust me. It just keeps on going and keeps on going. And the relationship deepens. And I think that that's a really interesting point that Seneca brings up and it's really useful for our lives as well because you will find that, that the, the, the deeper you allow yourself to go into a meaningful relationship with someone who you trust, so too will they return the favor. And it's so therapeutic and it's so beneficial. So anyway, Seneca goes on to say, and this is the last passage that I'll read from this letter, um, at least in this episode. He says, quote, There is a class of men who communicate to anyone whom they meet matters which should be revealed to friends alone, and unload upon the chance listener whatever irks them. Others, again, fear to confide in their closest intimates, and if it were possible, they would not trust even themselves, burying their secrets deep in their hearts. But we should do neither. It is equally faulty to trust everyone as it is to trust no one. End quote. Now, I really love this passage because Seneca starts out by describing two archetypal human beings, right? And we have all met one of these people in our life before. The first person that he describes is somebody who, you know, even if they don't really know you well at all, or even if they've just met you, they will immediately start unloading all of their problems that they've dealt with in their life onto you. Uh, You know, it's kind of like that person who you meet on the bus or on the train and you sit down next to them and you've never met them before, but then after a five minute conversation, they've told you about every bad thing that's happened to them in their life. And it's kind of breaking a rule of human communication because you want to build a relationship with somebody before you unload every worry that you've ever had in your life, right? Uh, But then there's the other person who Seneca describes, uh, which is the person who even if you know them intimately and have built a strong friendship with them, they will still hide uh, every single one of their worries from you and and even from themselves. They don't want to face those things that they're dealing with and so they just won't talk or think about them. And, you know, Seneca goes on to essentially give us the middle way. He says that we shouldn't do either of these things, right? It's just as foolish to trust everybody as it is to trust nobody. And and this is kind of the first signs, at least in Seneca's uh, epistles, of his kind of middle way approach to life. You know, I really think that he's got this right because he, he often finds these ways of showing us that, listen... The extremes, you don't want to go there. You want to be right in the center. And for Seneca, that meant you don't want to be just trusting everybody and telling your problems and your worries to everybody, but also you don't want to bottle those things up and not even talk about them with yourself, right? You want to have meaningful relationships where you genuinely trust each other and you can have that therapeutic benefit that comes from sharing yourself and having somebody else share themselves with you. And so that's the sort of stuff that I take away from these few passages in this letter. And the next episode, I'm going to be diving into the final passage from the letter, uh, which I think is useful for another purpose. But, uh, you know, I really hope that you took something away from this episode today. You know, Seneca just speaks so beautifully about friendship. And I want you to think about your own friendships in your own life and the way that you show up in those friendships. Do you have meaningful relationships where you genuinely trust someone that, to such a degree that you could share anything that was on your mind with them? 
You know, do you have people who are willing to share with you? Do you trust people and are you trusted by people? And and I think that Seneca gives us in, in this letter a really great formula for how we can move towards more meaningful relationships with people uh, where we can be vulnerable and we can share in that therapeutic benefit that comes from real, true friendship. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you next time.